the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 106. Uh, it's uh, You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 90- 9.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought by Stop It and See Them. There's a great meal waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. This Saturday night, they're going to have a nice crowd there. Uh, and every afternoon and night, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Bricknick Hill Road in Lincoln, full bar, large dining area, and they also have the terrific outside deck. Now I get it. It's freezing out. And you're saying, one, I'm not sitting outside on that deck today. All right, I get that. But stop in the David, they're going to get the igloos there. And listen, this cold wave, it is going to pass. And then hopefully we'll uh, get things back to normal. All right, I want to play um, Dr. Fauci really went at it with Rand Paul just a short time ago. I want to replay that. And I also just noticed that, say what you want, Governor Baker, 26 million rapid tests coming to Massachusetts. How many rapid tests are coming to Rhode Island? None. Um, that That is just... I don't understand this. How, how is that possible? I don't know what the McKee people are doing, but this is like whatever they're doing, they should do the opposite. They sh- They should... They should do the opposite of whatever they're doing. Um, I'm also hearing Rhode Island homeowners now eligible up to 50000 in federal relief. I, I'm hearing that the list to get that money is, is like a who's who. The list of people that are going to get that money are, um, are all the politically connected. That's, that's what we're hearing. So hopefully that is not going to be the case. But... Right now, folks, actually, the, the story today is the weather. I mean, just because, thank goodness, it's abnormally cold and normally not that as cold as it is right now. Because as you just heard in the forecast, I mean, there's cold and then there's, I mean, th- this is ridiculous. It feels like one degrees outside or zero, depending on where you are. Um, well, this is different. Rhode Island Republicans may have found their candidate for governor. The Rhode Island Republican Party may have a candidate for governor, after all, Cranston Mayor Ken Hopkins. In response to a journal inquiry, Hopkins offered this statement. He's formed an exploratory committee for a possible run for governor. Now, that's interesting. The mayor, Cranston, well, I like him. And uh, and he's a, he's a solid guy. He's, he has, you know, he's got a free shot. Um, why not? Retired teacher. He was a tremendous baseball coach. He was just elected mayor in 2020. And all right, so maybe it's going to be Ken Hopkins for governor. Why not? I, I'll say this. I already like him better than anyone that's on the other side. So if that's what it's going to come down to, then then so be it. Um, so that is definitely an interesting uh, development right now, since the party does not have anyone to run for governor. All right, I want to play because it's worth listening to. Dr. Fauci 
and Rand Paul. Rand Paul is fearless going after him. And um, and so let's play it again, folks. Right now, it's 10 minutes past uh, one on Tuesday. And you're listening to the John DePietro show. This is Senator uh, Rand Paul going after Dr. Fauci. Let's hear it. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria. Then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients, the people who chose that physician. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately, there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics. And it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? The, the email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, Magazine. No, no, no. I think in usual fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you ever object to Dr. Collins' characterization of them as friends? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not friends, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath I, me I did not do that. You responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article in Wired, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You there you go again. That you was just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take you're down people. You're incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny. You deny, right. but the, the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Dazak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature. Five of them signed a, a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory. The idea that the virus could have originated in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature where they were describing, oh, there's this, no way this could that have come from, from the lab? That was not me. 
What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, did you keep did you? the truth? It is, it's did you funny. talk, did you you talk to any of the scientists privately? Yes. You wrote the opinion. You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you're completely turning it around. As well, most of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, no way, this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let a response finish. to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? Do you think it's a great success what's happened but so far? Do you think you, lockdowns you said, are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. And now 800,000 people have died. Right. Do you think it's a uh, winning success what you've advocated for government? Um, Senator, first of all, <clears throat> if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me of in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC guidelines. Wear a mask, get boosted, and you've advocated to make it coarse. Take a look at everything that I said. to be done by mandate. When, you've advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law. Right. So, again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because I, this, oh. th this happens Folks, all this the time. Folks, this is Fauci you and Senator and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three was, prominent was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to was finish my question. You know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator, Were you political in taking at down at the three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow this uh, the, Dr. Fauci to respond. We have a number of senators yeah. who would like to ask questions, and I would like him to be able to respond. Please do so. The last time we had a committee of the time before, he was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people, which is really irresponsible. And I say, why is he doing that? There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with, not something imaginary. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life threats upon my life, harassments of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes. I can take the hit. Well, it, it, it makes a difference because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to 
to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing part people. Of it. So I ask myself, why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political game. Wow. So the you only have politically that, the only attacked that your can, colleagues and in a politically reprehensible the only way thing that I the reputation. Okay, you won't defend it. No, you won't argue it. I'm You'll sorry, just simply we're turn going around to the continue attack. this hearing. We yeah. have a number of questions uh, from just others. One, one wow. more minute. Please, well, Dr. My, Fauci, I, I really appreciate your response, but we do have a number of, of questions from senators, and we do have a second round, and I'm being asked to make sure that we everybody Well, folks, I want to give Rand Paul, and again, good afternoon right now at 190. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Listen, I give credit for Rand Paul, Senator Senator Paul, for calling him out on it and then letting him try to defend it in that manner. Um, someone, someone has to. We, we, let's let's be very clear. We we should not be in the situation that we're in. We should not. And it is, it, it's it's also obviously a failure of the Biden administration. Is a big part of it. But we, we should not be in the, um, yes. Yeah, that's a scoop. So Ken Hopkins, the mayor of Cranston, may in fact uh, run for, be the Republican candidate for governor. Why not? I'm with him then. You know, the guy is solid. And I think he's the right style right time for for right now he is because people have had it i'll I'll tell you this about mayor hopkins he's he's a law and order type candidate this state is drifting and folks right now it's 120 good afternoon it's sean DePietro. listen the state and you're going to agree with me the state is drifting too far left and governor mckee is seemingly just trying to pander to the left so that the the left, the progressives, they they do not speak for the bulk of the people in the state. They don't. But you know what they do is they're loud. They're very loud, and they're very they intimidate the people up at the state house. Mayor Hopkins would not be intimidated by the likes of the progressive left, whether it's Black Lives Matter or anyone else. Now I also want to play. Folks, this story on this coach in North Kingstown, it's its actually getting worse. I'm going to play in just a moment, but I want to remind you right now at 121, yes, it's cold out. As a matter of fact, it's freezing outside. You know how you could warm up, though? You could warm up if you stop by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, and you could get some delicious, wonderful tea that's going to make you feel better and also heat you up. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies. 
uh, acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, and over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. It's my health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, uh, right in that historic white church. Stop in and see Marie. Doesn't that sound nice? You come home today and you have some uh, nice tea to warm you up. I want to play, listen to this uh, Channel 12 update story. He was naked and alone with former North Kingstown High School basketball coach Aaron Thomas for so-called fat test. After school officials say they addressed the issue in 2018. The new accusation comes as part of a federal complaint filed by five former students with the Rhode Island U.S. Attorney's Office. Thomas faces accusations of sexual molestation and inappropriately directing underage students to strip naked alone with him behind closed doors for body fat tests since the mid-1990s. The student's attorney, Timothy Conlin, says one of the students says he was put in sex positions as part of the test, adding the coach's behavior accelerated and became more obtrusive in the years after 2018. Thomas, through his attorneys, has denied the allegations, saying he never broke the law. You know, that is such an odd, weak stance over it. And I want to remind you, there's one member of the media that continues to defend his friend, Coach Thomas. The latest allegations, folks, in North Kingstown with the naked fat test coach. And again, good afternoon at 123. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Yes, it's freezing out. It is. Um, but the latest complaint. It's getting into more detail. And the more detail it's coming out, th- this guy was, why, you know, there's a lot of questions here. And I don't think we know the answers. But why, why was he using a personal email to communicate with students? Now, that's, I don't care what anyone says, that's a red flag. Right? Why would he be using a personal email to communicate with students. Why would he be texting students? It's all about this naked fat test. It's it's ridiculous. It it doesn't matter. Uh, there's no point of it. You know, if if you're a, a woman right now and you're listening to the program, I mean, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, how would you feel if you went to a dentist And the dentist said, you know, the best way to really clean your teeth is I I really need you to strip down and be naked during the examination. For people to be saying, well, you know, he didn't break the law. What what does stripping down have to do with a dentist? It shouldn't have anything to do with it. But where I think they've really hit gold here is the school allowed him. This is the way he operated. And the school allowed it. And even when there were complaints, they failed to stop it. So it's not to be laughed off. There's, I, there's nothing remotely funny here or humorous here. It's, it's disgraceful. It shouldn't be allowed. Um, and, I, and I went into earlier some of the accusations here where they set it up that they seemingly everyone, they, they set up in, in the language in the Boston Globe so far, is the most extensive language I've seen. I still don't understand, though, that the rest of the media will not go after that his sole defender has been Dan York. 
And he said, hey, listen, I'm no, you know, he said, I'm not a defender of him. I don't. But when you defend him and when you laugh it off and there are photos that have emerged of the two of them looking at male students. By the way, York helped Aaron Thomas because now it becomes it gave him stature. It gave him credibility. It gave him, hey, this guy is okay. I'm, I'm not suggesting that Pork Boy knew about the test. I am saying anyone that has listened to that, it's very odd his defense of it. Couple of facts about the case. No one has come forward and said having teenage boys strip naked is a method of doing the test. And I mean, nobody has come forward. You would think, let's just say you were Coach Thomas or one of his supporters, and he does. You would think what would help you would be if several people that perform these naked fat, these fat tests, if they would come forward and say, you know, I, I want to push back on this a little bit. I've conducted these tests, and they're most effectively done when the person you're doing it on is naked. No one has done that. So then you, like, where did this come from? Nor has he coached Thomas, nor has he uh, given credit to or footnoted, here, read, this is where I got it from. He admitted he was self-learned or self-taught, I should say, that he read up on how to perform them. But nowhere does it, does he, he has not produced Anything that, that, that says, and it could be, listen, look at right here. This was the pamphlet I bought, right? Page 10. It says right there plainly, best test, best done if the person you're doing it on is happens to be undressed. Nowhere. So York and others were saying, all right, well, there's no crime. Well, hold on, there's no crime here. Because the, the allegations are going farther and farther each way. I'll tell you who's really in trouble here is North Kingstown because they're going to pay and they're going to pay big time. But this business of, and I want to remind people right now at 128 that if there's anyone listening, this business of, you know, a coach, teacher using private email and cell phone to contact teenage boys personally set up one-on-one tests why it's a very simple question why would he be using a private email why wouldn't he use his email assigned from the school um he hasn't answered that i think we know the answer to it but the language is changing the language in covering this case is changing because you're starting to see the words predator and grooming and that the school and North Kingstown superintendent basically enabled him to get even more aggressive about this. Um I want to go back to the Boston Globe story. There's several types of body composition tests, including ones measuring body fat. None require nudity. 
So why was he doing it? Why was he doing the shy, not shy? Well, they have to take off their underwear. Now you got a young kid saying he would get him in sex positions. What does that mean? I think we know what that means. It's... um, I, I think the most damaging is the allegations. And this attorney, Conlon, is... He, um, let's just say this isn't his first rodeo. He's had success. He knows what he's looking for in a way. So there's a common theme where he was acting as a predator. Their lack of ability, just say no, lack of confidence in themselves to trust the coach and teacher. They allowed him to remain in that. Grooming students. This is the line. Widespread acceptance of his practices. I repeat, widespread acceptance of his practices. Naked inspection, touching of children as necessary. I think that is the most damaging. Is because that, the, the element of, he used these positions, coach and teacher, to groom students into the widespread acceptance of his practices. Portraying the fat test and other practices involved naked inspection as useful to the evaluation. I think that's the most damaging and the most accurate that I've seen is you you make it normal, right? I'm going to go to a completely different situation. But what's also interesting here is there's a missing computer hard drive. How about, and I've communicated with many students that feel there are videos of their interactions. So he was actually filming this. Um. The situation with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson did interviews where he used to say that that he would have children stay at his house and he would say, you you sleep in my bed, I'll sleep on the floor. Now, it's a huge estate. It's a massive home, right? I don't know how many bedrooms. 10, 12 bedrooms. And... To actually say to a child, no, 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 that's okay. You sleep in my bed. I'll sleep here on the floor. That, and then, then he would say, they'd say, no, no, no. You know, you you come sleep in the bed with me, like it was their idea. He he set up that it somehow it was an accepted practice that children were sleeping with Michael Jackson, much like children were traveling. With Michael Jackson. When you look back at some of that video of the children arriving at the Neverland Ranch, and they'd have them all line up, and then he'd do the walk. He knew what he was looking for. He knew who he was looking for. And then it was like choosing a lottery. That child, if chosen, right, became, it was like winning a lottery ticket, let alone. You know, so many of the children he chose, shy, um, from families that were not well off in poverty, and and out of nowhere, Michael Jackson, right, multi-millionaire, one of the most widely recognized superstars on earth, wants to be friends with your. You know, 11-year-old son, 10-year-old son, 12, whatever it is, as odd as that may be, and it is and was. 
I worked with someone who used to say he only does that because he was denied a childhood. So he's reliving his child. No, that's not what it was. No, that's not what it was. I really like that line, the widespread acceptance. It just became acceptable because it became the norm. People from the outside that came in were like, what? You're getting alone. You're going in a closet alone with a grown man. You're 14 years old. And you're going to get naked. Yeah. And you've done this. Yes. How many times? Several times. Everyone does it. That's what they allowed. And supposedly, because he was considered a good basketball coach. And they, I think in 2019, they won the state championship. But I'll say this as someone that obviously has been... This is going to look really bad for the North Kingstown police. It's going to look really bad for the North Kingstown police. And this may have been a no, they, they, this might have been over their head. So it's a good thing. How about, folks, the FBI is investigating this now, the U.S. Attorney, FBI State Police. And I want to repeat, this was the story laughed off. By the PM Drive host of the so-called Station of Record. York wouldn't let any parents on. Wouldn't let anyone on that contradicted what he was saying. Dismissed it and said if it was him, he would have laughed with his friends. Think how pathetic that is. You know, all of that type of talk. Or the buddy-buddy with the coach. What exactly were they doing? You know, these comments of, oh, come on. I'm in and out of the locker room, the gym. Guys are naked all the time. Are you kidding? Nothing more fun than a group of guys naked after playing, you know, whatever, working out, playing uh, golf or basketball and just a bunch of guys sitting around naked and taut. Like, what? I mean, I I get the element of, I I have obviously, like, you know, I've played around in golf. Everybody changes, showers, and then. It's a nice bonding situation, whether it's afterwards, it's a lunch or a dinner or drinks, whatever. I get that whole thing. But I never thought the most fun was all the guys are just kind of naked in the locker room. I've never thought of that as like the fun part. It's, you know, never mind. Many times summertime, it's hot, sweaty. I've been sometimes guy play shower. Other times guys just walk into whatever the, you know, restaurant lounge connected to the golf course get something need have a drink and um I, I i get the whole attraction but like i said i i never thought of it as hey nothing more fun than a group of guys all sitting around naked i mean again it, it it's like that scene in uh in the movie airplane where right where the he gets the kid up into the cockpit and starts talking to him like you know have you ever seen roman movies ever been in a turkish bath so I also, I'll say this, folks, at 136, uh, I'll tell you what's also not going to go unnoticed. If this were a Republican politician who was friendly and defending the coach, the media would be all over that person. They'd be mentioned in every story. However, because it's, quote, you know, Member of the press, um, 
one of them had them on his little cable show. Uh, is, is a huge, you know, anti-Trump person. Uh, loves Cicilline, loves Alorza, because it's a fat liberal. Then it's he's his name is left out. That should not escape anyone. I repeat, let's just say there were photos of you know I don't know Blake Filippi, House Minority Leader, or but with this coach, and that they were aggressively defending the coach. Uh, in two seconds, that'd be a big part of the story. As a matter of fact, you wouldn't be able to get through a story without seeing their name in the photo. Several photos, at least, have emerged of the two of them. This odd relationship between Aaron Thomas and York. And, and again, I want to um, I want to be very clear. What What is odd is the defense of it. Listen, you know a lot of people. I get that. Right. And I don't just mean you. I mean, it's the same way people, you know, people, let alone when you're in position of media broadcast, you meet a lot of people, maybe you work with someone and so forth. I I, I get all that. It's the defense of it. You know, I knew what was the position he held. Senator John Salona of North Providence. I knew him fairly. You know, I was interviewed on a TV show. I used to have on my show. I knew him pretty well. As soon as the stuff started. That came out about him and Blue Cross Blue Shield, which eventually sent him to prison. I wasn't laughing it off. And I wasn't defending him. John Salona was a nice guy. He was. Still is, I'm sure. He had to go to federal prison for that. So, but what is odd are all these parents that have tried to call to say, hey, wait a minute. You know, my sons were part of this and, and can't get. You know, any someone doesn't want to hear it. I find that very odd. Someone that wants to try to run cover on the coverage. Um, but anyhow, this, this story is getting worse, not better. The truth needs to come out. And as many times people are hearing some of this stuff, you know, the initial... All right, so he does an unusual, meaning talk about the coach of North Kingstown, former basketball coach. He does, uh, he does this unusual body fat test. Well, now we start to get more of the pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, fill in. You know, now we've learned, and there's some very simple questions that I don't think the coach could answer. Right? And a very, some information that's come forward is pretty basic. Why would you use your personal email? If you're doing this, uh, with the school, you're doing this in your capacity as teacher basketball coach. Why using a private email? Why aren't you using your your assigned high school email? Why are you texting these boys to set up these tests? It doesn't, um, listen, there's a reason why it doesn't make sense. is because it doesn't make sense. Other than there's something very odd going on here. And where I think, again, I want to repeat, you know, this is the first we've heard that one of the students said he had him pose naked in sex positions. Okay, that's another level, right? That's new information. Um, But I think this business that they allowed Thomas to make this the norm. And where this 
really hurts. Um, York would be, you, you don't want to be on the list of people that are going to be interviewed in this investigation. Um, there are photos of the two of them laughing it up and joking and sitting next to each other. In one of the photos, Pork Boy, Fathead, has his arm around Coach Thomas. It's a little odd. I get that some people want to stretch out. Um, a little odd because of what's come up. I'm trying to think. Do I? Again, there are times that I would, I want to, I'll use the Seinfeld, like not that there's anything wrong with it. If two men want to, whatever, same sex, hold hands, put their arms around each other, what have you. Uh, uh, obviously, there's nothing wrong with it. But it just leads you to wonder, is there more to this uh, relationship, which, which I believe has been defended as very casual in nature. Uh, they both enjoyed basketball. They both enjoyed high school basketball. They both enjoyed, you know, pretending they're announcers of basketball and so forth. But, but I want to come back to, I think the most damaging element of this is the common theme where the school, and, and, and also, let's just say you're a kid, you were ready to come forward. And then he's sitting there with his media buddy. Oh, yeah? You want to come forward? See my friend, Dan Pork over there? We're gonna. I'm gonna go on his show. We're gonna call you a liar. We're gonna black. I mean, you you give cover to the person. You in some ways, and could be unknowingly, could be unknowingly. You you enable the person. He was considered like a star coach. Um, I've been in those gyms. North Kingstown has a nice setup. They do. Brand new high school. But what I think is the widespread acceptance of the practice. That's the part. Boy, they, that Conlon, he nails it. I'll use the pre-scandal. Um, you know, we, we heard all those stories out of Boston. There was some local, but the parish priest is going to take a couple of guys fishing for the day or what have you. Um, he's just the priest. He works with young people. So, okay, it would seem... Very acceptable. That's, you know, father so-and-so. Father, father, whatever. Father Harry. Father Thomas. He likes to, uh, takes the boys fishing. Becomes very accepted. You hear about other kids that go fishing. And then there's the overnight fishing trip. Stay at his cabin or whatever. Somebody's got a cabin somewhere. It starts to get a little more odd as it goes into it. But this is, um... It's very, very disturbing, folks. It's also interesting, and I don't expect him to, but, you know, when you're talking about critical race theory and more and more at the Rhode Island State House, they don't want, they don't want a law where teachers could be uh, prosecuted for having relations with their students. At the Rhode Island State House, they block that. They have blocked where you could have a 36-year-old man, and he has a 16-year-old male student, and in Rhode Island, it is not against the law for them to have relations, so to speak. And for those that have tried to initiate where it would be against the law, they've been blocked. Now, the, the Rhode Island State House, the people up there, folks, 
They are very, very progressive liberal. Um, it's very sad what's going to happen with the death of the young girl from East Greenwich, Olivia Passaretti, because it was so un, it's just so selfish and rotten and deliberate and mean and cruel and the aftermath of what the family has to live with. But what they're going to find out, and again, folks, good afternoon at 145. Um, what they're going to find out is at the Rhode Island State House. Now, I know they're going to want to pass laws to make it tougher and so forth. The Rhode Island State House, they're going in the opposite direction. Keep in mind, at the Rhode Island State House, <coughs> Governor McKee and the, and the moderates are on the run. The Rhode Island State House, you have people very outspoken, gaining momentum. They want to close the ACI. They don't, Matt Brown, they don't want any cash bail. You're arrested, boom, you're back on the street. None of that. They want to get rid of it. They want to close the Wyatt Detention Center. They want to loosen the laws. They feel people go to way to for jail and prison too much. They basically want to have it come down to, um, you know, like a, a serial rapist and maybe a murderer. But other than that, the Rhode Island State House, they want to. That's why, you know, keep in mind who appoints the judges. How do the judges get there? You have to confirm, get confirmed by running through, you guessed it, the Rhode Island State House. They don't want harsher penalties. They want less. Remember, during COVID, right away, Black Lives Matter, the progressives, they're loud. They're organized. What were they saying? Let them all out. Open the prisons. Get. Why do you think crime went up? And no one, well, with the exception of yours truly, the media will not, as I pointed out, there were several stories about the crime and murder rate. Um, why, you know, why were there so many murders at the end of 2021 or just during the course, I should say, of 2021? So there were some stories at the end of the year, just a month ago. Do you know not one of them mentioned, not one of them mentioned the amount of criminals that were let out of the ACI early. And what also you need to understand at 148 on this Tuesday, remember in Rhode Island, life in prison is not life in prison. You have people that get out that supposedly had life. Get out of prison. Wait a minute, I thought they got life in prison. Life in prison in Rhode Island most of the time is not life in prison. It just means you do a lot of time. But you can get out. Oh, you can get out. Without question. Remember, Black Lives Matter, the progressives, they want to lessen penalties. They want to defund the police. They want to have less police. They're perfectly content to let crime rise. They have no problem with that in any way. They feel you should accept it. Many times they feel they won't admit this, but if you listen, really listen to what they say, and study what they say and some of the language they use. They, whenever there's someone Caucasian who is killed, they're very silent. They don't say a word. I don't want to say they feel it's justified, but they certainly don't get upset about it. They certainly don't get upset about it. 
you know, Black Lives Matter had a big protest, big press conference. They had a gang shooting last May. Nine people shot. Nine gang members battling it out. 6.30 at night. 6.30, broad daylight. Big press conference. Big thing afterwards. Blaming everyone other than the individuals themselves. Well, you know, this is unfair and the quality of life and, you know, the problem with the cops and problem with water and problem with asbestos and it's because of the schools and blah, blah, blah. August 1st, 24-year-old white girl from work was shot and killed in Providence for for nothing. Zero. Gang-related shooting. Nothing. Silent. Black Lives Matter. Do you think they care? So my point is, folks, I I think the state is at a tipping point. I do. Because Governor McKee is just going farther left in order to try to set himself up to win the primary. So the language they're talking about is all to try to, they're so enamored of the voters in Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls. In, in most cases, the rest of the state doesn't even matter to them. Folks, this portion of the, pro, uh, the program, speaking of Pawtucket, is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop it and see them. John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Listen, um, this Friday is also the deadline in Providence. They may lose 80 cops because of this ridiculous vaccine mandate that Alorza has, which I totally don't get. Since people with COVID can still spread it. I mean, people that have the vaccine can spread it. But competition shooting spies. Look for them on Facebook. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And again, we talk to uh, John once a week. And he's got great inventory. But now is the time, folks. Don't wait. Because um, the situation could get much worse. I don't understand how this this, uh, ethics complaint was dismissed against Tony Silva. I don't get it. Um, I think they had the guy nailed dead to rights, but the Rhode Island Ethics Commission dismissed it seven to nothing, saying he failed to disclose the financial issue of Peace and Cumberland. He he was completely abusing his position, completely abusing his position as the chief of staff. Uh, the attorney general's office confirmed the investigation is still going, but I I don't <clears throat> understand this. Baker says Massachusetts will get 27, 26 million rapid COVID tests. Rhode Island is not getting any. Side by side. As Governor McKee said, well, you know, every state is different. Right. Except, you know, Governor McKee lives about two miles tops, if that, from the Massachusetts border. Um, why, why are they getting 26 million tests and we don't have any tests? I don't, I don't understand that. Oh, wow. Look at this. Santa's husband. There's a new book in the schools. Gay Santa. (laughs) Santa's husband. Wow. Now, what's that teaching? How is that? What, why is the need? What is the point of that? <laughs> why is that being taught in, in the school? Perfect for your racist, homophobic uncle or your innocent four-year-old little girl.
Why Santa's husband? We have to. Here we go with Governor McKee now. Rhode Island's doing more COVID testing than any other point during the pandemic. We're number one in the nation for testing. Still touting as number one. Wow. Boy, one thing I'll say about Governor McKee, when he gets into the talking point, he stays with the talking point. No getting him off that, even if it doesn't make sense. He doesn't seem to care. He still just stays with it. Boy, that's an old timer, though. Um, But you have to also look at Governor McKee. I don't know. Does he even realize how much President Biden is hurting, is going to hurt him? He somehow thinks that he's going to ride that to victory. Even Stacey Abrams is skipping the event. I want to play this line is uh, getting a lot of traction. Rand Paul to Dr. Fauci. Your problem is you think you are the science. Let me hear Senator Rand Paul. This is uh, epic. Criticize science as if you somehow are science. That kind of arrogance, that hubris is really, that's where the anger is coming towards you. If you were one doctor among hundreds of doctors in the government who gave advice, I don't think anybody, people might object to your advice, but there wouldn't be such a degree of anger. But you are so certain that you're right that you're not willing to hear anyone else. Three epidemiologists, of which you are not even an epidemiologist, but three epidemiologists prominent in their field, Oxford, Stanford, and Harvard, you maligned them. You spoke openly with Dr. Collins, and you did not disagree that let's paint them as fringe. You went after them and said, we will do a public takedown, not in science or nature or Lancet, in Wired, in the nation, a left-wing publication. You've engaged in base politics. You wonder why there's so much anger? You're not an objective scientist. You've lost that long ago. And so many of the things that people want, it's like they want to know why you're forcing their children to be vaccinated when 95% of people at risk have been vaccinated. Over 95% of people over 65, it's a huge voluntary success. And yet you won't rest until you force every child to get this. So, yes, there's a great deal of dissatisfaction with you. And many people want you to go, but nobody wishes you violence. Senator Paul, your time has expired. I will use one time of my remaining five minutes to allow Senator Fauci to respond. Thank you very much. Dr. Fauci. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dr. Murray. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, first of all, um, Senator, again, at, at a hearing such as this, where there are almost 900,000 people in this country have died from this outbreak, oh. you've chosen to just personal attacks on me that go back to multiple hearings. And again, just for the record, for people to check, I have never said take people down in that email. It was an email that was sent to me. See, and again, I mean, you agreed with Dr. Collins in the email. Senator Paul, this is my time. You know, you personally attacked me, and the things that you do are incorrect and proven incorrect. You publicly accused me at a hearing of being responsible for the death of five million people. When there is not a single, single shred of evidence that anything that was done with the NIH 
had anything to do with COVID-19. You talk about things like gain of function. Dr. Fauci, I'm, I'm going to let you re- can, uh, respond uh, continually, but I think you have responded. And uh, I appreciate okay, I appreciate the time. I, thank, thank you very much, Madam Chair. But I just want to say I'm actually stunned by the amount of misinformation. The only thing I have ever done, and this will take 20 seconds, if you look at the things I've said, they've been to support the recommendations of the CDC, of their advisory committees, and of the FDA. I've told people that it's important to get vaccinated, to get boosted, to wear a mask, and to be prudent. That's the only thing I said. I haven't dictated anything that's only a monolith with me. It's always public health practices. And anybody goes back over any record of me, they know that. All right, so folks, that was Dr. Fauci earlier and again with uh, Rand Paul. Well, listen, good afternoon. Right now, the time is 1.58. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Plus, they have the big new deck. You're going to love it there. Always a good time at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. So, just to recap. Now, listen, the weather remains the big story. It's 15 degrees outside. Real-time temperature. It feels like 3. It's going up. Thank God we have nice sunshine. So, now tomorrow will be cold, but not as cold as today. And then it starts to go a little bit higher. So, Governor McKee is going to have a uh, press briefing coming up (laughs) Um, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And so... um, we will see about that. Let me just check. All right, it's 159. Remember, folks, go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. I, I will be, I think I'm doing Facebook Live later. Um, a little under the weather, but not enough to stop me. Again, folks, listen, stay warm on this Tuesday. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it will be the uh, John Dion program. So, again, if you want to support the show, go to the website, depetro.com. Go inside the shop and buy something. Buy a mug. Listen, stay warm. WNRI Winsocket.